mightily and sweetly ordering all things. Come and teach us the way of love and life. Amen. Means. And so, we continue the narrative lectionary with a riveting reading of the genealogy of Christ. And so, I hope you're all ready. Strap in. We have about a half an hour. I'm going to be talking about each individual name. We're going to go through it one by one. No, I'm not that, that would take a while. <laughs> all of my favorite commentary did that, and it was not a great time. So, let me do something different. <laughs> My last name is Dolinsky. And when I was younger, I would ask my parents what it meant and where it came from. My mom didn't know or didn't care, and my dad would give me only some vague information, sometimes contradictory, most of it regarding my birth. I was told my family was German Mennonite, and that my family lived in either Germany or Russia, depending on the telling and that my name was changed from Vantilli to Dolitsky a few hundred years ago, and, and that my grandfather's name, who I had not met because he died before I was born, his name was Peter, and he was a medic during World War II. And that's it. That's all I could know. Or that's all they would tell me. And this might have been enough for some people, but for some reason, for me, it was not. Who was my grandfather's father? When did they come over from Germany? And who was I? Where was I in the human story? You see, I had always felt a little bit disconnected from the world and from humanity growing up. And I can't really describe the feeling any other way than saying it was something as if I felt distinct and separate, but in a really weird and uncomfortable. I didn't feel like I belonged to humanity, and it was a very strange way to feel. Eventually, as I moved into my 20s and was fed up with the lack of information, I took to the internet and began to sift through the records and family trees of people that had come before me and put together their own. And I found a whole bunch of things. See, one thing to know about Mennonites, aside from the really good sausage that is that they love to keep records, with my parents being the exception, I suppose. There's a massive uh, repository of information, on, both on the internet, but also in California. And I learned that my great-grandfather was named Cornelius, and he was a teacher and a minister, and did not actually live in Germany, but in a Mennonite colony in Ukraine. My family having emigrated there from East Germany around the 15th or 16th century. He was also he was also taught by the ancestor of one of my professors from Ambrose, which is crazy. Um, I also learned that one of my friends at Ambrose is distantly related uh, to me on my grandmother's side. Us Mennonites all seem to know each other. And I can now trace my family line all the way back to the 1500s, which is really cool for me. <laughs> and what's more is I now have a story. I can trace my family line back through hundreds, hundreds of years, and connect with the people that not only share my genetic code, but also share a culture and a way of life 
that has been evolving and changing and growing to the point where it culminates in myself, my family. I want to be a priest, and my great-grandfather was a minister. And actually my grandfather Peter was as well when he came back from the war for a time. I am more than I am, <clears throat> I am more than just myself. I am part of a larger human story. And it is here in the human story that God enters. God did not come down from heaven radiating power and majesty with eighteen flaming wings and several heads and this otherworldly being. No, he came down as a baby. Self-limiting himself, God the Son enters the world as a human being, fully human, with all of these physical and emotional trappings, as well as fully divine, though limited to experience humanity truly. The genealogy of Christ presented here in Matthew is written explicitly to show Jesus as somebody very, very specific, written to uh, the Jews that Matthew was speaking to. He had to connect Jesus to the past, to the Jewish story. And this is why it is emphasized that he is the son of David and Abraham, among many, many others. David was promised that an heir would always sit on the throne, and from the stump of Jesse, God himself emerges. From Abraham would come blessings to all nations, and God reveals in Jesus exactly what that blessing is. It is God. He has given himself to bless us, to sanctify and to glorify us. But there is more to this genealogy than just a list of names, than just some deep, soaring theology about sanctification. No, there is something deeply, deeply human. God, that is, Jesus, had a family. He had a mom and a dad. He had brothers and sisters and cousins and uncles. He had grandparents. God did not just incarnate himself in a physical sense and plop himself down. No. He came into a particular family at a particular time in history. Now, I've been speaking of family fairly highly the last few minutes, but we all know that humanity is not perfect, and that family is not always what we hope it would be. It's not always easy. And perhaps over the last few weeks we've had some uncomfortable discussions over Turkey or Ham. Perhaps dealt with some judging looks and comments, perhaps we weren't even allowed to come and be with the people we wanted to be, because of who we are or what we believe. And I think Jesus knows exactly what this is like. I'm sure he must have dealt with this. While Mary treasured the things that her son said in her heart and loved them, I wonder if perhaps some of his aunts and uncles thought him to be a bit arrogant. I can imagine some of his more skeptical relatives saying something in response to the things he would say, such as like, who does this guy think he is? Who does this kid think he is? Does he think he's the Messiah or something? Was he there when the world was born? <sighs> no, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. My family is not perfect. 
Indeed, I know several of my family members to be racist, unkind, and cruel to those that do not think like they do. And I'm sure that my ancestors are not always good people either. I know the stories of what some Mennonites have done. And yet I bear their name, I bear their culture, their blood, and their lineage. Am I to reject this? Start anew? Become something else? Does their heritage mean that I am somehow defiled, wrong, instantly broken? And it may be easy to assume that, to think that. But then I think of the ancestors of Jesus. Even the two covenant members, Abraham and David, are deeply, deeply flawed. I don't think I would be particularly proud to have David in my line after what he did to Bathsheba, and yet our Lord does not reject this family, but takes it. He takes this family line. Not only did he come to save us, the human family, all of us, but he came to also save his family in particular. He comes to redeem David and Abraham and his scheduled bonds and uncles. God redeems humanity not just by becoming a human and dying on the cross, but also by living out a perfect human life, bringing healing. He breaks the cycle of oppressive kings from the line of David. He does not exploit the women in his life as Abraham and David did. He redeems them by being their descendant. And if the Spirit of Christ dwells within us, if we walk in his step, we too can become the ambassadors of Christ to our families. We can, through God's power, redeem our individual family histories, as well as the collective human history. It is why, though we may not have been present for the atrocities of our families, though we may not have been there for the racist remarks, the cruelty, we can bring redemption by entering into stories and being ambassadors of healing and reconciliation. My family has not been kind to people of color. I know this. And while I was not there, I can bring justice to things that have been done. I can bring healing. I can break the cycle that my family has been in. I can take the name Tulitsky that originally was probably associated with racism, cruelty, homophobia, and I can make it into something different, into something that means compassion, kindness, true Christ-likeness. And we can all do this through the power of God. The birth of Christ signals that God has entered into humanity. Christ frees us to break the cycles of sin and destruction that our families have wrought by dwelling with us and within us. May he sanctify us that we may be sanctification to each other. May he heal us that we may be healing to one another. May there be peace on earth.